Hello, this is Mason, and you're listening to episode 18 of the Happy Raccoon Podcast. time here welcome if this is your last time here goodbye and if this is your third fourth fifth sixth seventh eighth maybe your 18th episode thank you again so much for returning to the podcast i cannot believe how lucky i am to do this podcast even though literally anyone could do a podcast if they wanted to and i'm not special at all but here we are 18 episodes in this is my 18th week i gotta be honest with you i don't have it today some weeks i got it some weeks i don't i just don't have it today i'm out of energy i am beaten i'm tired but I'm here, we're doing this thing, and we're doing it live, not really, but I'm doing it on Monday, and I'm launching it literally tomorrow, I've got a lot of editing to do, there's a good chance it's a little bit delayed, I apologize to that for that, but regardless, we made it, baby, 18 episodes, and uh, today's probably going to be a quick one, like I said, I really just, I really just don't have it today, Um, last week was really hectic um, and crazy, but um, also at the same time, because my daughter, my firstborn, Haven, turned two years old, Hooray! which is amazing. Um, and it was an emotional time, actually, more emotional than I thought it would be. Um, but just watching her grow up over the last two years has been incredible. Um, you know, the day is, of course, about her and, and her growth and just watching her develop into this amazing little person. Um, she's just got the sweetest personality. Um, she lights up every room she goes into. People just love her. Um, she's so smart. She knows her ABCs. Um, she can spell the word mom. Um, she knows all the shapes and colors, and she just turns two. It's crazy. She's truly, um, yeah, the most wonderful blessing to ever happen in my life. Um, and of course, Lennon as well. Haven, of course, is my first. And so there's, you know, always that first blessing of, of, you know, becoming a dad for the first time. But, um, that's really like, I think, um, the sole point of this podcast today. Um, and again, it's gonna be a shorter one, I think than normal, probably the shortest one I'll ever have, to be honest with you. But, um, yeah, I, you know, just, I, I'm so happy I got to enjoy Haven's birthday with her. Um, I took the day off of work and we just spent the day as a family went to, um, you know, get her a donut and coffee um, because she's two and she loves donuts. Um, not coffee, but she loves donuts. And we went to the park. Um, we played at the park and then we went home. We played some more. And that's pretty much what you do when you, when you turn two. You just play all day in the, your most fun settings. But um, yeah, it was... Um, it was really great to be with her, and I think that, you know, again, it, the day's about her, but I did take some time just to meditate on on um, the incredible um, journey that God has brought me through over the last two years um, of her, you know, being um, born, um, you know, and, uh, you know, we don't have to get too much into the, the you know, the political <laughs> spectrum of pro-life um, versus pro-choice, I consider um, me a, a dad for two years and nine months. Right. Um, and, um, uh, you know, that's, that's the, <clears throat> that's my, my personal feeling on it. And so, but, um, yeah, what an incredible journey that God has brought me through, um, and Becca through as well. But, you know, it was two years and nine months ago, 
um, or so that we found out that Bre- Becca was pregnant in the first place. Um, and, uh, and we did not intend for that to happen. Um, and, you know, we had to face a lot of consequences for that. Uh, we, we, you know, went through some difficult times and we still, I mean, we still go through difficult times because of, because of those, um, those sins and because of, um, because of that. And, um, you know, I think I, I had this sort of picture of what it would be like to be a dad. You know, I look at my dad as this, you know, superhero figure of, you know, the guy that puts in, you know, 13 hour days, um, you know, provide for his family. Um, you know, a guy that took his family overseas into a different country to serve the Lord. You know, I looked at my dad as this, you know, this, this being, and, you know, ultimately, you know, I love, love my dad, but, um, you know, I, I, I think that I learned maybe a little bit more closely, uh, apologize. I'm, you know, reconfiguring my mic a little bit here, but, um, so I, you know, I had this preconceived notion that, you know, upon um, becoming a dad, um, you know, something snaps and you're more of a man or, or you're more, um, mature or more established. And so I kind of had this, um, you know, this, this image in my head or this sort of, um, picture in my head of what, um, you know, what I would become essentially, you know, and and since having a a kid, I thought that I would become more whole or that, um, you know, I would become more established or, or something greater than what I was. Um, and, and I couldn't, I, I couldn't be more wrong about that. Um, I have matured in certain ways. I have, um, I've become more patient. Um, I've become more kind, um, and I've become, um, a softer individual, <laughs> you know, I, you know, I, I've become more compassionate towards other people, I think, um, those types of things. But, you know, I really thought that, you know, when I would become a dad that I would have made it, um, and that I would have, um, conquered something conquered like my youth maybe, or my immaturity maybe. Um, and honestly, like two years later, um, you know, two years and, and a couple days later, and I can honestly say that I am just as much of a mess as I've ever been. Um, and I mean that in like the most like honest and, and brutal way with you in that, you know, there are, um, still so many flaws in just who I am as a person. Um, I'm not the superhero that I thought that I would turn into for, for Haven and for Lennon. Um, you know, I thought that, you know, I would, I would become this, this, this dad image that, um, that I, I have had and, um, I just haven't. And, and it's kind of rough thing to like, you know, look in, in the mirror and, and kind of acknowledge that. And I think that, you know, we're, we're kind of encouraged to look at dad as sort of a superhero or a role model for your kids. And I think that there's a microscopic reality to that. Um, but I learned really quickly and, and, um, maybe not super quick, actually, I've kind of come to realize that, man, I am in every way, in every degree, in every facet, I am, I'm just a failure, um, truthfully. And I think, um, the point of that is, is that, you know, I think that our whole lives are, are so incomplete without God. Um, I think that's just kind of 
where I've landed the last few days is that, um, is that, you know, I'm Haven's earthly father and Haven's earthly father is a sinner. Um, he is incomplete. He is, uh, he struggles and he hurts and he feels pain and he gets angry. Um, I, you know, I get frustrated. I get sad. Um, I get selfish. Um, all of these things are, you know, who I am, um, naturally because I'm a sinner and, and that's just the truth. And, and becoming a dad didn't rescue me from any future sin, unfortunately. Um, but through that, I think that, um, you know, I have been able to acknowledge that and I hope that I can sort of package that up, um, and continue to raise both of my daughters in a way that, um, you know, they acknowledge the fact that their dad and their mom and they are all severely broken and in need of Christ as a savior. Um, and I think that, you know, that's like what I've been feeling the last few days. And I wanted to share that with you. And, um, you know, I felt bad because so much of Haven's birthday, I spent reflecting on that myself and just feeling like, um, a lot of weight and just that like, man, like I thought, you know, two years ago she was born and I remember holding her for the first time and just feeling like this crazy amount of pride and that like, man, like I had, you know, Becca and I, um, you know, we had come through this really difficult time and we felt like we had did everything right. And we felt like, you know, we had, um, conquered so many things. Um, and, and, uh, there was just, it was a, a good, a good level of pride, but also a really toxic level of pride um, that I think that both of us were dealing with. I can't speak as much for her, but I can certainly speak for me that, um, you know, I felt that at, at, you know, Haven's birth that we had sort of made it and I had made it right. I felt like, and I think that Mason two years ago at the young age of 22 years old, brand new dad um, would hope that in two years from now, at 24, um, that he would be this greater person and this like more established and concrete and that sort of chiseled Superman dad that I thought all dads were. And then, um, I am still that same silly, broken child that I was at 22. And I don't know that that'll ever go away. And the truth of reality is, is that, you know, I'm, I'm working on things and I'm trying, um, and I work, you know, and, and I pray and I, I trust God and, and I am sure that, you know, my maturity level will grow. But I think the whole point I'm trying to get across here is that the whole point is that we are never going to be enough for ourselves or our children, um, in order to for us to complete ourselves and for our children to feel complete. There's a void there that needs to be filled with Jesus. And uh, ultimately that's just been like the huge thing on my heart. Um, you know, as I celebrated Haven's second birthday and, and, uh, and what a joy it was just to see the incredible joy on her face. Um, she's just the happiest kid and I'm so proud of her. And, and, uh, you know, my grandpa said, um, my opa, who I've mentioned a few times on here, 
he very he gave me words of encouragement um, a while ago and that I was just, you know, we were on the phone and he was asking how the girls were doing. I just said, man, we just have happy kids. Our kids are just happy. Um, and he said that, you know, happy people raise happy people. Um, and that hit me really hard and I took it as a compliment. You know, I, I do like happiness. I work hard to to be joyful and to celebrate the little things that, that, you know, that we're blessed with, even though we don't have the lavishness of, you know, everything. But, um, yeah, I guess I just, you know, I really, really appreciated a lot of, um, of what he had to say, because it's true that, you know, you know, we have a very joyful home. We have a very humble home. Um, we don't have, a lot of money in the bank. Um, you know, we just bought a new to us minivan that we just think is the most rocking minivan ever. And to be honest with you, it's a 2005 Chrysler Town and Country. Um, it's 16 years old. Our car could legally drive itself if it had gotten a permit this year. It's so old. Um, but to us, it's everything. And, and we're so thankful for that minivan. But we just have a lot of joy in this house. And I'm so thankful for that. And I really got to compliment my wife on that. Um, Becca puts in so much work with our kids every single day. Um, the crafts they do and, um, you know, Haven knows all of the stuff. And I give so much credit to Becca just for the amount of like work that she puts in to educating Haven and to, you know, bringing joy into Haven's life instead of just, you know, plopping her in front of a couple of toys or, you know, and something, you know, plopping her in front of something to keep her busy so, you know, Becca can focus on whatever she wants to focus on. You know, her day is spent like in its entirety catering to, you know, raising Haven and Lennon in a way that they will grow up to be joyful, kind and loving people. And for me to be able to go to work knowing that I have a spouse and my, you know, a wife that is taking care of that part of, of raising the kids is like, oh, it's such a blessing. So I could go on and on just about how much I love and appreciate Becca because she truly is the backbone and she is, you know, she's awesome. So, um, so yeah, that was the big thing that I think I wanted to talk about today. We're not going to get too much into my homework which is ironic because this homework assignment I got a 100 on, which I don't know if that's ever happened in my life, but I got a 100 on this one because your boy's crushing it. Um, and I honestly, I should have gotten a 100 on a couple other ones, but it was some minor spelling errors, if I'm being 100% honest, because I'm quite awful at spelling. And, uh, you know, that's just the honest truth. But, um, dude, one thing I got to share with y'all, um, you know, it's going to be a, a shorter pod today, as I mentioned before especially because I, I don't know if you can hear, but Lennon is currently screaming upstairs and Becca really does deserve and need a break from those kids. So shortly enough, I'm going to go and I'm going to steal the kid from her so she can rest a bit. You know how it is. Um, dude, so, you know, you guys know how much I love reality TV. Well, reality, I think my love for reality TV started back in like 2000 and, 2010 or 11 when I was pretty much a latchkey kid, both my parents worked, um, and I would do schoolwork for a few hours. And then my brother, Michael and I, Matthew went to real school, but Michael and I were homeschooled and we both taught ourselves, which is why the way that we are. Um, but we would watch really crappy MTV reality TV shows 
And my favorite one, because it's the ultimate cringe fest, and it's because it's so faked, is called MTV's Parental Control. Now, the whole premise of this show is that, you know, these, this, you know, um, mother and father, and they have like a teenage daughter who's maybe like in their first year of college or whatever, and they have this boyfriend that's been lingering around since high school, and he's not doing anything in his life. Or maybe it's the opposite, right? There's a, you know, that's their son, and the son has his girlfriend who's not doing anything or whatever. So they come on the show, they speeded a bunch of guys, and they pick out one or two, or I think three different guys or gals to date their child. And so, you know, they'll go on one date. It's usually something super corny, like going to the beach and having a picnic or, you know, baking something or something like this. Something that caters to, like, the, the, the contestants, like, personality, which makes it even more corny. And at the end, you know, the son or the daughter will get to choose between the three people uh, or four people, the, the three guys that the parents picked out or their original boyfriend or girlfriend. And... The show is just so bad. Um, I'm going to see. But what's so exciting is that you can now get full episodes of this on YouTube, which it used to be like you couldn't find these episodes anywhere. But now you can just find these on YouTube. So once you get through with this ad really quick, I don't need to quit vaping because I never started. Hi, Jim. Good for you. Oh, that's good. Here we go. Oh yeah. Her boyfriend is a total scumbag. That's right. He's showing his butt cheeks a lot. Fernando? Dude, that's my alter ego name, Fernando Silver. Setting Mikey up on two blind dates with guys they've each handpicked just for her. Two, okay, so if one each. Hard for Mikey, imagine how her boyfriend Fernando is going to feel when he sits down with her parents and they watch the dates together. Thanks for being such a gentleman, because I'm not a good See, skater. ice skating, the yeah. She's holding her hand for She likes him. Look how happy she is. At the end of the day, Mikey will have to decide which guy she wants to keep seeing her boyfriend Fernando or one of the new guys her parents have selected for her. Mikey is about to get a taste of parental control. Dude, so this show is so like 2008 or so. I don't know when these shows came out. I know it didn't last for super long because it's just so corny and it's so like rehearsed and written. Like some of the jokes are just really bad. Like the son will like openly fart like on the mom. And the dad would be like, you're disgusting. And then the, the boyfriend will say, like, your hair is gross. And that's, like, supposed to be the big joke, right? It's just, like, it's so corny. All right. Here we go. Gross. He likes to lick my daughter like she's a damn lollipop. It's like that boy was raised by wild dogs. Ooh, funny, Linda. wherever he wants. He goes on dumpsters, on cars. Okay, low, low key IP wherever I want to. Hey Fernando, why don't you go in the bathroom and flush yourself? <laughs> See what I mean, dude? Look at that guy coming in hot with that joke, dude. Fernando, why don't you go in the bathroom and flush yourself? Dude, that's what I'm talking about, baby. That was a good one. Don't touch me. Are you serious? And 
Fernando wears his pants so low his ass is always showing. It's disgusting. He needs to buy a belt. Hey, Fernando, crack is whack. <laughs> and Fernando... I mean, come on, dude. Hey, Fernando, crack is whack. That, that's the heat that this show is bringing. Always doing this stupid fake yawn like he's bored with the world. Oh, dude, she comes out in a dress and he goes, oh, this literally could not be more fake. But it's one of those things where it's like, it's so good, even though it's so fake. It's just brilliant. You know what I'm bored of? His face. Absolutely. Another zinger. Fernando, your time with our daughter is up. Bye-bye, loser. See ya, chump. Now it's time for Dad and Mom to meet the potential blind dates for Mikey. Hello. Dude, it's brilliant. You got to go check this out. Go on YouTube, look up Parental Control MTV, and start watching some of these episodes. Do it right now. I'm going to end this podcast for about 20 minutes or so. It seems like a good stopping point. Again, apologize if this is something you usually listen to on a long road trip. Might be. Um, I just don't. I don't got it today. I just kind of want to hang out with Becca for a bit and uh, spend some time with her. So, anyways, thank you so much for tuning in to a very brief episode. I will say that um, with everything going on between um, working a regular job, raising two children, um, being an attentive husband, um, and uh, and doing this podcast is, is and then doing school, it's a lot of work to do it every single week. And I love it, don't get me wrong, um, but uh, it is a lot of work, um, which is not to um, complain. It's mostly just because I just want to reiterate again how much I appreciate each and every one of you that listen to this podcast. Um, it's been um, an amazing 18 weeks doing this. And I really do, I, I mean, seriously, I really truly do mean it. Um, there's a handful of people that I know that listen to like every episode, um, you know, the ones come to mind and Mike Mullen, who's been on the podcast, um, you know, Rob from, from softball, um, he told me he listens to everyone. I just appreciate you so much, Rob. Um, and, uh, yeah, I, to everyone that listens to these podcasts, truly, it really does mean a lot to me because I put a lot of work into them. And, um, and, uh, I really just enjoyed it a lot. And you know what? I don't know that I have necessarily like some groundbreaking message to share. Um, but I do, you know, um, I do work really hard at this and I do want this. I, I want God to use us in some sort of way in the future. And, uh, we're working on ways that, you know, we can get more people on this podcast to share their stories. Um, and, uh, and even having people who have maybe stories that are different than mine or belief sets that are different from mine that, you know, we can talk about those things on the podcast so that it might be encouraging or, or educating or honestly just entertaining to you guys. I mean, obviously I bounce around all the time. I've talked about reality TV so much. I went from talking about, you know, my struggles, acknowledging the fact that I'm still going to be this broken kid um, and how much I need to rely on God to be a parent um, I went from that to talking about MTV's parental control. I mean, come on, it's places, the things all over the place, baby. Regardless, um, I also just want to thank Becca. Um, you know, she 
she sacrifices a lot so that I can do a lot. And uh, I just appreciate her a lot. So regardless, thank you guys so much for listening to episode 18 of the Happy Raccoon Podcast. I look forward to seeing you next week. Next week's going to be a very special episode because my parents will be on the podcast. How fun is that? So looking forward to that. Um, We're going to talk about various different things. I'm probably going to ask them a lot about their perspective of moving uh, our family to Papua New Guinea, which I'm sure is pretty cool. So yeah, because I was there, you know, because I'm part of their family. So anyways, thanks so much for tuning in. I appreciate it. This has been episode 18 of the Happy Raccoon Podcast.